0: Hello, you've decided to listen to the Little Film Podcast. My name's Adam and this is Tony. Hi. Hello, Tony. Hello. We're here to talk
1: about films. Yeah, it's not our usual bag because uh, me and Adam do a podcast about cricket, which you probably haven't heard, uh, called The World Cricket Show little plug basically we got some new equipment we've got a few opinionated friends uh, who think they know a little bit about films of course their opinions aren't as good as ours but uh we decided to let them into our podcasting world and, and do a little film podcast with them it's good as well because
0: none of them have ever listened to an episode of the world cricket Day, so
1: <laughs> it gives them an excuse
0: to to listen as well yeah finally we can do a podcast that they'll listen to because they're on it um so yeah in a second we're going to be joined by those friends patrick ollie and dave to talk about star wars the last jedi which some of us liked and some of us didn't like i was one of the people who didn't like it you're one of the people who liked it Tones. so giving away spoilers already i'm gonna be giving you a very hard time in a second and speaking of spoilers it is going to get very very specific so uh, sort of goes without saying that there there will be spoilers this is a real deep dive we're all big star wars fans and after the force awakens came out we we did a you know an extensive debrief didn't we over over several long lunches but because we decided to do this uh, we all made a conscious effort not to say a word about it to each other beforehand so so this is really the first opportunity that we've had to uh, to talk about it i was ready to burst i had so many opinions about this
1: film yeah and i was ready to try and remember anything about it <laughs> so myself uh patrick dave and ollie uh, we're all in a school class together a film studies class we did a two-year as this is, probably no one knows what that means these days it's probably called like a i don't know we're old basically we're getting older <laughs> an as level is like half an a level right? yeah it's like an introduction to the subject that's as far as i got so if you're tuning into this podcast thinking
0: oh right okay i assume uh, these guys are going to be pretty qualified to talk about
1: films you're right. Because I mean, to put it into context, four of us have half an A level, <laughs> and to put it into context, one of the films I studied, and I couldn't tell you how long I studied it for, was Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was the. Those are the sort of texts we were were studying at the time.
0: So we really know our stuff, <laughs> yeah. and we're going to get into it now uh, with, as I say, quite a specific chat about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Well, hi, everyone. Good to see you all here. Hi, Adam. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't want to say thanks. Let's start just by going around. You could all maybe introduce yourselves and give us a sense of what your credentials are in the world of film.
1: Let's start with you, Tony. Uh, I'm Tony Kerr. I uh, did a two-year AS in film studies. Got an A. Gone off film since.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm really glad we've got you here, then. Yeah. Uh,
2: Patrick Oja also did the same AS and taught Kerr a lot of what he knows, won the Film Studies Prize at school in the crucial second year of the two-year AS. Ollie,
3: uh, Ollie McVeigh, uh, AS uh, Film Studies, and also recipient of the Film Studies Prize. In the first year, the pre yeah, the, the best year.
4: Uh, and I'm uh, David Legg, and I did one better than winning a sort of silly little prize in sixth form. Uh, went to university uh, and studied European Film and World Cinema. <laughs> Got a BA honours degree. So, this so. He's
1: just stolen the mic at a wedding, <laughs> so, like, so we're trying to get your get your answer away. Yeah, so
4: no prize. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
0: I'm and I'm Adam, and I I didn't do AS film and studies. I enjoy films. <laughs> I, I like films. I uh, I did real subjects for A level. So um, we are here to talk about Star Wars. I think Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. This is very much hot off the press, isn't it? Uh, we, we can exclusively reveal some of the details of this movie. Should we stay at the top? There's going to be spoilers. Massive a spoilers. A fair
4: few spoilers.
0: I imagine most people will have seen this by now. They've had plenty of opportunity to watch it. If they haven't
2: seen it by now, they deserve the spoilers. Or they don't watch Star Wars. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think that's, in a way, we've done everyone a favour because we've delayed our what will be the sort of definitive response to the film yeah. globally until yeah. a lot of people have a chance to see it. So well done us.
0: Yeah. Yet another thing to congratulate ourselves for <laughs> Yeah,
2: Before we've done anything
1: uh, So first things
0: first, we're going to go round the room again uh, And and give your mark out of ten for the movie So let's start with you, Tane Seven
2: Two out of ten wow. for me uh,
3: It's a massive three out of ten
4: And it's a six from me, Adam
3: <laughs> It's like Countdown
0: it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another vowel Um, two from the top and i'm gonna give it a three out of ten as well so there's a spread of scores there isn't there there's a couple of people who like the movie a lot more than the rest of us so tony why don't you start off by telling us
1: what you liked about this
0: terrible movie
1: i feel a bit under pressure now but actually having said all that the first thing that struck me was something i really hated okay and and it probably resulted in at least one maybe at least one mark being knocked off It would have been an eight without Mm -hmm. it. And that was the humour. Because I genuinely thought when I walked in the film, sat down, it was late night in Jersey, the island of Jersey. The cinema was, I think they showed it about ten times in a day. So there's only five people in the cinema. I was on my own. I bought my ticket online. There was no one, it was quite late on a Sunday night. There was no one at the counter. So I just walked in. It said screen three on my phone, sat down in screen three. And I genuinely thought I'd walked (laughs) into the wrong film. I thought it was a spoof. Right. It's only where you're giving us so much detail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: bought, I bought caramel popcorn. So, they also on. had chocolate popcorn, but I thought caramel popcorn would be more... And this so, is how on. I buy film tickets. Yeah, I went for a, a piss. I'd already gone to the
1: toilet earlier that day, so... Hang on. Sorry, you were late. No, I wasn't late. No, I'm just saying that I was there in time. I watched all the preamble, but there was only a few other people in the cinema, and I hadn't... I wasn't sure I'd even sat at the right screen. And I, I sat down uh, in the cinema and yeah, I genuinely thought I might have walked into the wrong movie. I thought they might be showing a spoof and the, the actual movie is on a different screen because that fir- the opening sequence, that first gag, which was quite drawn out as well, the I'm holding for General, what's yeah. his name? hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm holding for General Hux. That, that whole gag the, it just was just so jarring and it, just, it was horrible and it was awkward and it was a terrible joke and it would have been a terrible joke in most films, let alone Star Wars, and it just got the whole thing off on the wrong note for me.
4: See, so what I was going to say is the other person in the room who kind of liked it, it, was a 6 out of 10, not an 8 out of 10, is actually that it was quite funny. So even though the jokes were completely out of place in a Star Wars film, for any other normal blockbuster, it was actually quite funny. It was just incredibly out of place. I think.
2: I think there's another point there, though, which is that People want to love Star Wars, and so certainly the cinema I saw it in—it wasn't full, but it also wasn't completely empty. But people, any uh, possible laugh in it, they're kind of encouraging it along. So you do get a lot of sort of like, sympathy titters. laughs. Yeah, sympathy laughs. But that—it's funny. Like watching anything, when people are laughing, it does make something seem funnier. I think that as a gag, as you, I kind of with tone on this one, that it—it's pretty schoolboy sort of, I don't know. But it's also Uh,
0: just, I think it speaks to a bigger issue, which is one of my main problems with the film, is that it just kind of, it didn't feel like it belonged in that universe. Uh, And a lot of stuff in this film, it's like, it it may have worked in a different context, but doesn't make any sense in Star Wars that someone would make a joke like that, that he's holding the phone.
2: It also means that-
0: And it kind of like, one of the crucial elements of the plot was that they were- going to run out of fuel it's like when has fuel ever been mentioned in star wars before it just i don't know there's so many aspects of it i thought this just uh, it really like it also broke the spell of it for me because it just doesn't feel like the universe that we've known up until
2: now it also isn't coherent because you have a character like snoke who there's no humor there really it's just and they're trying to be serious and palpatine and the old ones he's not really being Comic, uh, so it doesn't fit when you've got this kind of that sort of humour. Which they kept going back to as well with these like throwing the lightsaber behind. That was, I think, probably like the next well, one of the other ones like that. There were so many little bits where they'd or bits with Chewbacca and Luke what, throwing the lightsaber. Yeah. You mean? Yeah. yeah.
3: Did you not think that the, uh, a lot of the humour as well was just quite recycled? Like I thought I'd had a lot of the gags before in the Force Awakens, uh, particularly the. Uh, the bit where um, uh, Kylo Ren loses it while he's in the 80 walker and he starts smashing everything up and then he gets that look from the uh, commander who's driving it. Uh, I just thought I'd basically seen it all before. Let's just remember that these were the things we liked. Just...
1: Well, yeah, hang <laughs> but, on though, no, but yeah. what I was trying to say is, overall, okay, oh, we'll come back to it, but overall it's a movie I enjoyed and I, and I liked, but the humour, and that, that was the first bit, so this, the film was starting from a really bad place for me. So Dave and
2: Tony, what, what are other things that you really liked about it?
4: So I thought for... <laughs> 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 look really I really I am really pained oh. to say good things about it. I Yeah. But I thought, as I an action blockbuster film like any of the other ones that come out like jurassic world or transformers which is really at the bottom of the pile or any of those sorts of films like the action spectacle was actually really impressive and even though a lot of it doesn't fit with the star wars canon and character motivations all over the shop and the script is really messy those bits make up a incredibly large bulk of the film and they are entertaining to watch and that's what i enjoyed about it i largely didn't like everything else, but I enjoyed the spectacle. enjoyed the spectacle, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, because, you know, Star Wars, it's obviously, well, one of, if not the most lucrative franchise, entertainment franchises on the planet. You know, you've got the best in the business in lighting, sound, everything else, cinematography, and it's... Yeah, there are scenes there that were were brilliant and would be in amongst the best scenes in any of the Star Wars films. I think the uh, the scene where... No spoilers. Snoke is killed. We're doing spoilers. That whole scene was <laughs> a massive spoiler. absolutely brilliant. I thought, uh, like, visually brilliant. I thought Snoke was fantastic visually to look at, and I thought that whole that whole scene was really just was just a, a really good scene at the heart of the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I hated that scene. I I didn't think Snoke. I didn't think Snoke was designed well. I thought he was also like a kind of that. Like Palpatine was always pantomime, but he was quite good value pantomime, and he had like a good. His his voice was quite good, and um, we knew things about him. This is this is the this is the crux of what I disliked about it is that everything was sort of surface deep. You're talking about the spectacle of it, but lots of that spectacle was to do with things blowing up where there was no plot to back it up. It was like the woman with purple hair saying, um, "Oh, by the way, we're actually going to that planet." It's like, well, why not mention that? Or like Snoke. I mean, let's let's talk about Snoke for a minute, which. I would have thought we'd agree is one of the worst names for anything ever. We don't. Uh, okay. don't so we we don't know anything about yeah. him, and we na- he's now dead. So there's no intrigue whatsoever. If they now say, "Oh yeah, by the way, he was the original," we don't care. Like he he was a complete non-event. Yeah, the emperor had an entire like series of films dedicated to what, like what, how he became who he is.
3: I uh, for me the. The killing of Snoke was one of the most disappointing parts of the film. It, he probably was, I'd say, the most interesting character in the film up until that point. Uh, not that we knew a lot about him, but I was wanting to know more about him. I was wanting mm. to know where he stood in the like level of power between Vader and Palpatine. Um, you know, where's he come from? Where like, was he during yeah, the where, Empire? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of yeah. that. And at that point, I was like, oh, I can't wait to learn more about him. But nope, gonna he's going to kill him off. He's killed
2: by a cheap trick, which yeah. also... Like my favourite moment in the film, perhaps my favourite moment, which is the silent explosion, which I thought was stunning. And I saw it on a very good screen in London. There's that moment when um, the Laura Dern character flies, Mm. you know, goes into light speed. This is a sort of geeky complaint, but both that and the thing of remotely turning on a lightsaber are quite problematic. It's like, why didn't we ever do that before? You could easily destroy a Death Star by... Um, going into light speed. And equally, when Vader's lightsaber is strapped to his thigh, it'd be quite useful to turn it on, s- slice through his legs.
4: It's a, like Those are like two of the most beautifully shot moments of the film. But you're right, they both completely undermine loads of things about Star Wars.
0: And aren't there loads of other moments like that as well?
4: There
1: are But I think one of the, the central things to whether you should... How seriously you can... or. I don't know how harsh you should be on this film, though, is the fact that when you, if you compare it to all other Star Wars films, we're, we're, we're just not viewing it in the same light. Like, I they're, agree. All, they're, they're all full of plot holes. I
2: agree, but the point is, is, that that's why I say it's a geeky complaint, but even with a world like that, where there are crazy things and things which don't quite make sense, there still needs to be some sort of consistency... Mm-hmm. And in this, when you get rid of all the rules, and so one of the things which irritated me most in the film was this thing of, we'll chat across the galaxy. And I think there was someone commenting on this in one of the reviews, saying that it's basically, we put that in because it's like for the sort of WhatsApp or like FaceTime generation. But there was one moment when Ray says like, I'll put a shirt on to kylo ren it's just like what if you had that in a quiz what that line from someone would say crap romantic comedy (laughs) not like a conversation with a guy who's supposed to be like the next darth vader
3: that the whole kylo ren character in it in in it for me again was a real disappointment like he just felt like a whingy teenager the whole film who just threw a strop all the time he had no idea what he was doing he was killing this person killing that person smashing up this smashing up that just no real direction for me from him,
2: and he had promise as well. That's the thing we can all agree that because like, we all enjoyed Force. Make Awakens. it sound like and, a, like
1: a uh, you know like an attacking midfielder just didn't have any purpose. Well, you know, it was all pace and the other, power. The other thing
3: about him, like <laughs> arguably the best bits with Kylo Ren and the Force Awakens are when he has the mask on. Yeah, I like, agree. He's fantastic with the mask on. The voice is amazing, really sinister. But pretty much the whole of the Last Jedi, the mask's gone.
2: Someone pointed out as well that like vader it took um up until the end of return of the jedi for the to be a flicker where luke says i can sense some good in him from about 20 minutes or so into force awakens they're like oh he's conflicted so from that moment you're like okay well he's not that scary he might actually switch which i think is a bit problematic
4: and so this is another problem for me from looking at it as like a star wars fan rather than just like a one-off film is that the films have always been about the light and the dark side, good versus evil. And in this film, it's about someone who's a lighter shade of grey and a darker shade of grey, yeah. with like him and Ray having their sort of face-off. And it doesn't really quite work for me, in terms yeah. of everything else that's going on in the film, where it's very black and white, there's a group of good guys trying to be killed by a group of bad guys who are shooting unarmed people and stuff like that, and then you've got these two characters are supposed to be like the heart of the film who are just a bit sort of mopey teenagers. It's a bit like if it's, Face for, the WhatsApp, each other. Yeah, if it's for the WhatsApp FaceTime generation, it's also like the twilight generation. Yeah. It's a yeah, lot of teen true. angst.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Already aging ourselves here. Just on the point of, uh, the duration of, if you like, or the suspense as to whether the baddie might have some good in them. I mean, there were so many dangers with this film though, as to whether it would just be the empire strikes back all over again, or the, the whole uh, direction of the... the tri- if it's another, you know, another trilogy, it's it's all kind of going down the same stuff. So that would be almost a repeat. And I'm, you're probably right that it's less interesting, less suspenseful this way, but at least it was different.
2: Did you not... Did, did you watch it? I mean, Force Awakens, I think I possibly gave a lower score than some of you, but I really enjoyed it. But it was quite funny in the, how similar the plot is to A New Hope. But this one was... I think, quite embarrassingly similar to Return of the Jedi. And you ha- actually have the training of a Jedi. This is the point, though. It's, it. If it was done really well, that's one thing. But it's not done as well as the original. So she goes to see Luke and get trained, and he says, I'll give you three lessons. So he, One of them is like, the Force is everywhere. Another one's like, "Oh, look at these rocks or something. And then he forgets to give her the third. And then the scene in the cave where it's like, oh, face your fears. This one's got that mirror scene which did, gave me absolutely nothing compared to the one with Luke cutting off, you know, the head of Vader and it's himself and it was quite well done. And then the scene you just talked about really liking, it's just the throne room scene from Return of the Jedi but you've got Snoke who we know nothing about rather than the Emperor and you've got Ray and the teenage guy rather than Luke and Vader. It's it's almost identical and and. One of but the Do you think that would be the
0: title of episode nine? Ray and the
2: Teenage. <laughs> <laughs> one, sorry, sorry, I was just going to yeah, say, one, one last thing is that one of the, um, one of the things I found that genuinely, and you can sense this from Mark Hamill's interviews, is that they're sometimes embarrassed about some of the content in it. Like Mark Hamill at times looked uncomfortable in it. Benicio del Toro should be uncomfortable in it. But like, there's a scene where Ray, where he turns to Ray and says, join me and together we will rule. And she actually says, and it's like kind of breaking the fourth, well, what do you call yeah. it, breaking the fourth wall? Where she says, like, don't do this. But I was thinking, like, don't do this. It's
1: identical <laughs> to what happened in, in the old one. But, but, then, but then with this, with The Force Awakens and the, the Last Jedi, it is, you know, everyone knows it's a kind of a reset of the, the whole thing, isn't it, for a new generation, if you like. It's not been made necessarily, well, it has, <laughs> hasn't been made... Entirely for the benefit of existing Star Wars fans.
2: That's true, uh, and yet it's not a reboot. It's not like doing the story again. So I think Force Awakens had a better balance of like yeah. new and nods to old, and much did the nostalgia Awakens, yeah. did the nostalgia thing quite well. I, 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 I didn't also,
0: mind it in Force Awakens the fact that it was more or less the same as a New Hope. I thought mm-hmm. there was just kind of echoes, and it was like an an uh, homage, mm-hmm. and I quite enjoyed it. But in this one, it was a bit like, well, okay, we've done that now, so maybe we could have something new. And as you say. There are a lot of very striking similarities to
3: Return of the Jedi. The other thing that I really liked about The Force Awakens was it felt like a really nicely packaged, contained piece of entertainment. The Last Jedi just felt like it was all over the shop. and You were here, you were there, this was happening, this was happening, this person was saying this, this person was saying that. And it was just a muddle, whereas The Force Awakens, I felt more coherent more coherent more this contained. is my
0: this is my biggest problem with the film why i've been so surprised by the positive reviews like went into the film i hadn't watched the trailer like i tried to stay completely you know be completely in the dark going into it i didn't watch the trailer didn't read any reviews nothing and i came out of it assuming that the reviews would have all been terrible but they're actually yeah, me too.
2: overwhelmingly i was quite positive, like really glowing reviews
0: more. and i found that so strange because you would expect it to be kind of the other way around that like star wars fans might have forgiven some of the weaknesses of it because you know oh well, it's still star wars and it's still got a lightsaber duel and it's still got you know well the the kind of that world that we love to watch but why i was so surprised is because the i thought the movie as a movie just didn't work at all the pace was shockingly bad so yeah. uneven like that whole bit on oh we, Last we need makers, to talk about that <laughs> essentially but um, just Monaco. made no sense at all yeah. the pace was terrible the plot made no sense uh the characters were annoying the characters who were so likable in force awakens like finn was really annoying in this one and it, i just i just thought it was a really badly made movie that was only saved in part by the fact that it was star wars
3: uh, while, while you're talking about the characters uh, generally that was up there with my biggest annoyance with the film was that i just didn't like anyone in it, really. They
2: ruined some of the ones which had so much promise. Like um, Poe, who could have been intriguing, becomes entirely one-dimensional. And they point that out. They say, oh, you just blow stuff up. But with Han Solo or someone like that in the original ones, there are levels and you get flickers of other aspects to him. And in this one, it didn't make sense that they don't tell him what's going on. And then his actions are sort of irresponsible. And there's no... There's no increased backstory for him or for Finn or for Rey. You know, they have this thing of, oh, her parents were nobody's. It's supposed to be this point about the force being everywhere. It did, there's no extra... Kermode said, oh, it's really, like, great character arcs in this one. I was thinking, like, he must have watched a different film.
4: So I think I walked out <laughs> with the exact same feeling that both of you had about Poe's character, because I love Oscar Isaacs. And I think mm. he's got so me much too, charisma and charm. And in the first film, he was brilliant. But... In hindsight, having like sat with it for a few weeks, I actually quite enjoy now on reflection what they did with his character because essentially he went from being in The Force Awakens, badass pilot who can do no wrong, he's the best, yeah, cheer him when he arrives, to actually being responsible for almost all the good guys dying in this film. So at the beginning, it's his actions which get everyone killed, who are the bombers and the fighters. Later on, it's because he wants to go and do a rogue mission that all the escaping ships get blown up because Benicio Del Toro leaks that. And so it's actually quite an interesting character arc for him overall in that he's trying to be this badass character who saves the day and actually he just completely ruins everything. And it'll be interesting to see where they start the next film with him. It's a shame that... This whole film he just treaded he tread water in some respects, and also you didn't get to see all of him, but perhaps in the next film you'll get to see a really interesting development
2: i think that's a that's a good point like it it's that some of the characters they're not fleshed out like yeah that's fair that he actually becomes a more problematic character and that um you know you do see other sides to him and that maybe he is flawed in that way but i mean someone like um Finn though. We we don't really get anything. Um that whole storyline between him and Rose and how sort of to me, lazily all of that's done, like we're we're expected to care about Rose's sister dying at the start, but it's like we don't know who that is. You can't just like don't you bring someone in. Mm. Like it's such a big the Star Wars universe, people talk about Star Wars universe, it's such a huge landscape, and yet rather than fleshing out characters they've already got they bring in a whole load of new ones like what was the point of the laura dern purple head character like what did she
3: add i just i don't know it just felt like a lot of the characters had personality transplants between <laughs> between uh the force awakens and the last jedi like as we we're saying like uh finn i absolutely love finn and force awakens what was brilliant in this one i just didn't care like he just it uh, just did nothing uh poe the whole film is like a mopey teenager who didn't get FIFA for Christmas, uh, just sulking all day, and like even Ray, like just so dull, like so dull compared to yeah, because she was interesting in the first. Yeah, one Yeah, she was. was, but in this one, it was just all of them. Uh, just I wasn't just quite mope about. I was quite so dismayed
1: about them, but I do think one of the worst things about the film was Mark Hamill.
2: I actually, th- this is this is a, a, a like a sort of double edged thing because I actually thought. And it speaks volumes about the film. Mark Hamill's famously not, I think, like not a very good actor. He's, he's quite well, he's, good. He's, he's, quite, he's quite a good voice actor. But I actually thought he was one of the least bad things in it. Yeah. Mainly I'm because amazed. I sort of watched it and I was like, he sort of looks annoyed to be in it, and so he's sort of <laughs> grumpy. And he he has been in dozens of interviews now saying that he hates what they did with his character. Um, which means that he sort of wanders about on screen, like uh, doing an impression of Oliver Reed, but like just <laughs> resenting Jedi's, resenting Star Wars, resenting the director, resenting Ray. which I find was actually like comparatively watchable compared to like the empty, angsty
1: teenageriness of. You Colorado. weren't a
0: fan
2: team.
1: Well, no, I mean, I think, you know, Mark Hamill in the originals is appalling. Like, they're great, you know, and I love the films, they're great, but if you actually watch him, He's, it's He's just, not great. It's, no. it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's also a lovable. Everyone lo- lo- loves the idea, but
3: but he but, but he is Luke Skywalker. Like oh, when yeah, you okay. think about yeah. Luke Skywalker, you think Mark Hamill. <laughs> Whereas in I don't I, know in the, I, in the last Jedi, I don't know why, but it just felt like I wasn't watching Luke. If that makes sense, it didn't feel like it was him.
2: One one thing I I do agree with Tone on this is that what was amazing is that you have a, a franchise where that's the guy who saved everything and was like the absolute hero. When he died, bit of a spoiler there, but when, when he dies at the end, there was a palpable sense of not giving any f*** from everyone in the cinema. And amazingly, even from the characters on screen, Leia's like, did you feel that? I think Luke died. And yeah, they're, they're, even the people in it don't,
3: don't care that much. We're on the subject of that there's one bit which really 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 pissed me off uh, and that was where um three reallys then. where luke uh says where's han it's like mate you're like the most powerful jedi in the universe how do you not sense that he died like yeah. just ridiculous
1: just on the subject the whole jedi island mini library miniature bookshelf area but just some of the stuff they did that was appalling the milking of that weird thing and the that drinking bit was so just just so strange
2: linked to the thing of filler what like in what film is it just like oh god we need a bit more it was two and two hours 40 or something it's just like oh no we desperately need that scene where they milk the walrus thing or like luke's carrying a giant fish which people were giggling people were giggling in, in in the cinema um I mean, I, yeah, that got, that
1: was just... the milk, It was just so... And he goes like... He drinks a bit and he goes like... Ugh! Yeah, yeah,
0: that is weird. Like, I'd like to bring in Dave at this point.
4: I would like to say, again, that one of the things I actually liked about the film... Was the weird characters and creatures that were on that island? I know it. Like a lot of them are just to sell toys and stuff. But I, I quite liked, for example, the porgs, which are just, um, I what are they? I don't know furbies. furbies. They're furbies. furbies that's they're it. They're furbies. they're furbies. Yeah. They're just but, like but commercial Dis- trap I suppose. I mean, and the caretakers as well. I quite like. I like, didn't mind them. I really Toad liked in them in the Willows. Though. I really like the
1: caretakers. <laughs> they are, for me they like typify Star Wars in a way, like those sort of characters of like being, and they, 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 they weren't ridiculous. They were quite amusing and quite they, and that's, gentle. And that humour worked. I yeah, thought. that was
3: very yeah. really good. But that, feel, that, that fitted in with the entire... They didn't feel like cause... Star Wars characters. Yeah. And I didn't, they were they, like Jowers. I, I, I like, thought they were yeah, right. Coming,
2: yeah. I, I, I didn't mind that, but you, you've got, what you had in They're the... they better than re- what's, what's worrying is that in ones which were 30 years ago or more, you had um, characters who just pop up who are like that, who'd be like kind of a bit of a laugh but who you know that little thing which sits with Jabba that kind of goes yeah. but it's just it's it's there for a second and it's like okay you've added that this one the, the porgs were like relatively prominent that you know there's that there's that scene where it keeps cutting back to chewbacca and he's befriended the porgs and come on what again with the <laughs> again with the like let's keep it in there's a scene which it like isn't that quick, which is Chewbacca seemingly contemplating vegetarianism, <laughs> looking at a pork while he's eating another one. And it's like, oh, this is hilarious. No one was laughing. And then the, later on, when they're flying De- into Dave's the thing...
0: Dave put his hand up, he was laughing. There's a,
2: there's a, there's a, <laughs> oh, there's a pork a sort of looking looking scared when they're going towards the And I'm just thinking, yeah, you are just trying to sell that is, No, that is that is l- happy yeah, that's meals. That's pure
0: commercialism. Like, it's, it's, yeah. I hated pretty much everything on the island. I just thought that whole storyline, that whole setting. Even as a of librarian, he
3: didn't like the sacred texts. Even as a
0: librarian. <laughs> That's I, probably what annoyed me so much.
3: Did, that, did anybody enjoy uh, the Olympic scene with the pole vault with Luke? Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I thought that was yeah. utterly ridiculous as well.
0: But... Yeah, no, I just, I, just, I hated like you say the the drinking the milk. I hated the whole idea that there was like Jedi texts. I thought was really stupid. No one's ever mentioned those before. The fact that Yoda comes back as a Force ghost and affects the real world—another example of something that. You know, makes no sense yep. in the context of the previous Star Wars movies. And I, people will say, and you might be one of them, Dane, <laughs> that it's like, well, it's Star Wars how you know, but d- it don't it take rules. it too seriously. It needs rules. But it it just takes me out of the yep. experience if suddenly all this stuff that they've spent, you know, forty years building up these rules, it's like, oh well forget about it. And it is it's
2: it's a little bit arrogant, I think, of the director of Ryan Johnson to just be like yeah, well, you know, yeah, the, who cares? The no the one really telepathy, see- talking across the galaxy. Yoda again affecting the thing. It's like, well, he's he's pretty much as he was when he was alive. Like, just keep him around. He seems quite useful. Like in his ghost form.
3: Could I? I'd like I'd like to just uh, discuss the the real turning point in the film for me. I, I was sat in it watching it, for and I was worse. thinking, yeah, I was sat the turning point. I, yeah, the turning point. Nice. I was I was sat in the film, and I was looking around me, and I was just thinking. Am I enjoying this? I don't know. Like, or am I the only person here not that. enjoying this? But there's one particular moment, and I, I think a lot of people have Can I guess it? discussed this. Mary Poppins? Flying yes. Flying Lair. Now, obviously, Carrie Fisher sadly passed away. Surely, that moment, like, that was one that for me my favourite, like, sort of moments in the film where she's floating in space, and I thought. That is such a like perfect send off for Carrie Fisher. That is great. And but clever that he has second
2: thoughts exactly. and there's
3: someone else who ruins it for her. No, she's gonna fly through space and go home. And the thing, <laughs> the, the thing that really annoyed me. Mary on that, popping back in the yes, starship. Was when once she was back on the ship, they were like, Is Leia alright? And he's like, Yeah, she's right, bit of a headache. She's resting up though. It's like <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. flying through space. <laughs> yeah. That was utterly so, ridiculous. So been, and and yeah. that, for me, if I was making a film, I would have been like that is that's the perfect send off for for Carrie Fisher. It, it seemed like leave a nice it little there. tribute, thought, it was I a moment, thought, wasn't it a moment? That is where they're going to leave it. But it comes to yeah, that thing, and at that point, I was like, I'm really not sure about this movie. Hang on. Now.
0: Let's bring in Dave again.
4: Yeah. So just on that point, I feel like the director just didn't follow through with any of his decisions. So that is a really really good example of where they could have killed off Lair. Finn at the end of it. When we were talking about Finn's character needing to do something in that film. When he's going to sacrifice himself at the end, it would have been a really good send-off to his character had he killed himself like for the greater good, rather but, than
2: But he's h- saved by someone that frankly isn't interesting. Like Rose. shouldn't be in the film. No. Uh, like, there that, was not there was no spark. Were they supposed to be like a, a, a love interest between them? So. Isn't, isn't
3: well, there like a love triangle now,
0: though? Or maybe a love square. A love yeah. one way. The moment you're talking about where uh, Rose stops Finn from sacrificing himself is the closest I came to getting up and walking out of (laughs) of the movie. That's the only moment I was like, I actually can't watch this anymore. Because it, like, again, it made absolutely no sense, like, in the context of what we'd seen. Yes, A, it would have been, like, a good moment, it might have been, like, a satisfying character moment if he'd done something useful and sacrificed himself. But also, she is then, like well, you know, he's like, why did you do that? And she's like, well, you know, we've got to look look out for each other and it's all about love and protect each other. We don't kill our
2: enemies, we save our friends. We save our friends.
0: It's like, oh, so you're saving your friends by preventing this guy from stopping them, stopping the First Order, blowing open the wall that will let them get in and slaughter everybody, which is effectively what they do. Like, because he can't blow it up, they destroy the base. (laughs) Yeah, It's like, this is not a heroic moment. It's like a really weird moment in the film. Again, I just thought, this this movie doesn't work.
3: There, there was another moment. Uh, I think it was very much towards Racking the end, up. which nearly had me screaming at the screen, uh, was, uh, when, uh, Poe and Ray meet, uh, meet each other and she goes, hi, I'm Ray. And he goes, I know you are. And like, he might as well just winked at her at that point. <laughs> like it was so obvious that they're setting up this like love narrative between those two. And I, I, you just don't like love, do you? <laughs>
4: Bitter. <laughs> I don't
3: want love in a Star Wars film, I <laughs> think.
2: The thing of nostalgia. So I think Listen. The Force Awakens, It did. people did watch it kind of a bit with rose-tinted glasses because, because of the nostalgia, and that's fine. But in this one, I'll give you an example. R2-D2 has been sort of in, in sleep mode And he's like, oh, he hasn't moved or done anything since Master Luke disappeared. Luke pops up, R2-D2 wakes up and sort of goes... Luke says to him, nothing you say, R2, will change my mind. And R2's like, oh no, and plays the video of Leia from the original. And Luke, Mark Hamill, again, I feel like it's breaking the fourth wall, goes, that's a cheap trick. I was watching it, I was like, yeah, it is a cheap trick. Because what you've done is you've shown a clip from a film people loved because this one's not very good and they're like remember that like remember that you really like that and it's just and that's it and r2d2 is pointless in the film Chewbacca is so pointless in the film c-3po is so pointless in the films that in the old ones he was annoying but he did stuff he could speak he's like i oh, can speak sixteen thousand languages also in this one as soon as he starts speaking the other characters go "Oh, shut up just what's the point
1: of you <laughs> i do think they've got a difficult task on their hands though because essentially what they've tried to do is spin about a thousand plates isn't it and they've they've They're trying to keep all, as much, many of the old cast and characters in there as possible, introduce a whole new range. I do think, as you've said about a lot of the characters, it it does mean that things get a bit jumbled and there's no real, no one gets fleshed out in the way perhaps they should do. If if you didn't have, like, Luke, you uh, know, Chewie... I agree with that. That
2: that then works in favour of supporting the point that then, if that is a problem, you've got so many threads, don't have a milk a walrus being milked and also (laughs) don't have oh let's get hold of that woman who's even older than yoda who is a bit annoying in force awakens as well and what's she up to you've got a hologram of her in a fight which we don't know what it is she's just like i'm just having a dispute and she's firing i'd actually forgotten about the whole film it's just like oh these people are just firing each other and she's like oh yeah you've got to find this tracker this one guy um on this planet and they go there and it's like um, yeah sort of it's like the people who work in Gringotts in Harry Potter but gamblers and loads of sort of bad comedy with BB-8 with coins coming out of them that entire subplot was a colossal waste of time it didn't make sense plot wise it was completely uninteresting it was paint by numbers to give one example of how bad it's become since the old ones there's a brilliant line you might know it off by heart what does Han Solo say where he says N- the hive of scum and villainy and you know the the line about where the cantina place is.
0: Uh, isn't it Obi Wan that says that? What does he say? Um, it's a you'll never find a something bigger hive of scum and villainy. I yeah, think. okay. Yeah. In
2: this one, they ask Rose, "Oh, what's that place like?" And she goes, "It's a bad place with horrible people." <laughs> like the writing, that that's what it's. Okay, become.
1: no, I, I take that point, but. In a, you know, that that was a certain number of years ago. Spoken from a certain actor and a, and a certain character, I don't know. In a in a, in a film in twenty eighteen, I know it's Star Wars, but do you think someone would say that? She'd be like, "Oh yeah." In all of the, why does it say something interesting? interesting. Gal- gives, yeah that i that gives know. you nothing. Okay. That literally gives you nothing. And and the
2: that that whole subplot gave us nothing. I said at the time, and um uh, this sounds inflammatory, but I think. There is a possible case for it being the worst Star Wars film. Because even something like, take The Phantom Menace, which was pretty much a university hater when it came out, and compare the pod race in that to the sort of goat horse race in this one. So the pod race you had, okay, so he was quite bad, the kid playing Anakin. But it's like, it's kind of intriguing because he's so incredibly able. And he's built like a robot and he's a great pilot. And they've got a bet on the outcome of it. And they introduce some characters, and it's exciting. The race, suffocating. This one, oh look, there's these horse-goat things wandering about. Um, Aren't they cruel? Like um, abusing them. They get, they jump on the back of them, run about, and then one of them says, "Oh, we've really like it's 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 been worth it that we've smashed up this place." And then they take the saddle off and goes, "No, now it's worth it." It's oh my god, no interest.
3: (laughs) Can I can I pose an important question? How far through the podcast are we currently?
0: We've done forty five minutes.
3: Do you reckon the weapons have finished charging yet? <laughs> 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 That's good.
0: That was a- another thing that really irritated me throughout the movie was that so many plot points were like dependent on things that were just ludicrous, like the fact that the weapons weren't charging. I mean, I know that that's like a thing in the New Hope as well, is there's lots of shots of the Death Star charging, but not to the extent of like, mm. yeah, whole big sections of the plot, depending mm. on the fact that they need like an extra 15 minutes to charge the weapon. Yeah. This is what I mean about the pacing and stuff, like a, a massive plank of the of the narrative is that they're chasing this rebel resistance cruiser Um, but they can't get near enough, you know, and it's just like the incredibly slow-motion chase. Slow chase. Which, A, doesn't make sense, because surely they could have just jumped to hyperspace and then come back on them or surrounded them or something. It doesn't make sense, but even if you're prepared to forgive that, it's just not a very exciting, like not a very dramatic plot device, and it's like a
2: huge part of this two-hour, 40-minute movie. Did you notice also that terrible things happening to the... really damaging things happening to the bad guys doesn't seem to have any effect. So, uh Force Awakens, they blow up like the biggest death star of all time. And yet in this one, like they're more powerful than ever. Mm. And then this one has a big thing at the start where they've blown up this dreadnought thing, but there's no there's no effect. Yeah, what's the like there's no there's no and and like re, like millions and millions of good guys are being like mown down. We don't know any of them. It's just noise. You you talked about like transformers or stuff. It's stuff blowing up. And while it might be like shiny, good-looking stuff blowing up, there's still no content, like, no kind of emotional attachment.
4: I I, I do think in some of those action sequences, like, it is exciting, there is some emotion. I just think they're absolutely littered with plot holes, which I think if you start picking up on the plot holes quite early, it can bring the whole film enjoyment down, especially for this film. So, right from the off, when you've got all the bombers suddenly lined up there, and no-one's thought about sending out a TIE fighter, you know, they've got thousands of them there, but... Let's just wait until these bombers are right above the dreadnought to start fighting them.
2: As someone Ed- points out as well, it, they're getting really geeky, but they're just like hovering above something and dropping bombs down. It's like that doesn't really work in space. Yeah. They're just like, you can't drop. Yeah. <laughs> like-
1: I mean, I, I, I think a lot of this, though, like, for me, comes back to uh, just you know, the mindset you watch it with and you compare it to the old movies. I, I, I mean, are we reviewing this on the basis that we like the old movies, all of us? Because, oh, well, yeah. Because there is there's no, I don't think there are any more plot holes or any more absurd things in this movie okay. than okay. old ones. Like, you know, the Death Star Trench, right? you know, like, the it, there have obviously been parody to Excess in No, but there was Bikes a plot where Ggancer. you
2: could understand like what was going on. This one was actually remarkably complex but not with any purpose. It was just like, these ones have blown up. We've lost the dreadnought. Then the bombers are going here, and we're hitting it on this island. But there was no sense of like any progression. I didn't think
0: that's the thing. Like because you did say to me, I know we we didn't really talk about this before the podcast very much, but you did say, you know, I don't know if you can uh, if you can focus too much on plot in Star Wars. But like the, it's not the plot holes, like the min- like you're talking about. Oh, why didn't they send the Tie fighters out? Like things like that, I'm prepared to forgive, and there are loads of them in the Force Awakens, which I really like, and there are loads of them, as you say, in the original trilogy. It's not those kind of like little plot holes, but it's the big aspects of the plot where that just stop the plot from making sense or being satisfying. Like as we have mentioned the fact that Snoke, like, who was Snoke? Where did he come from? Well, we'll never find out because he's dead and who cares? You know, what was the point of his character? Uh, And I think this comes back to the fact that I was reading after watching the movie that um, Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire Strikes Back, I think, and also The Force Awakens, or at least co-wrote it, um, did write a story treatment, like a plot outline for this one. And then Ryan Johnson... When he came in, and said, "Actually, no, forget about that." And there's not really a it, like now knowing that you can see that there's no kind of joined up thinking between the first two movies. There's, no, there's is, almost
2: no. It's continuous two
0: different continuous. people, two different people's visions of what the trilogy should be, and so there are all these things that are set up, like Snoke, like raised parents, and like I don't particularly care who's raised parents, who raised parents are, but if you're gonna set up that there is this mystery and this intrigue in it. And then just kill it off with no ceremony at all. Like with That's Snow really well. frustrating to me as a viewer. So just don't give me that mystery in the first place. And yeah, it's the fact that there are two different people doing it that that means it doesn't work.
4: Well, Ryan Johnson has actually said that when he uh, got handed the script and, and started again from Fresh, that he agreed with Disney that he would just be making a completely brand new film. He didn't have to pay attention to anything that had come before. And apparently... JJ J. Abrams picking it up next is starting again from fresh with what Ryan Johnson has done, which in some ways is a great idea. But in other ways, if you're making a trilogy of films and they're an epic trilogy and it's to do with Star Wars, you should have right at the beginning what the ultimate character and story mm-hmm. arcs are going to be. And then the directors have to work within that. Like it will be the same in all the other cinematic universes. It seems bizarre that in this one, they're like, well, we're going to make one film. And then completely tear that up when we do the second one. And then what's J.J. Abrams going to do? Like come back in the third one and go like, ah, no, Ray's parents actually are like Kenobi's. Like.
2: Yeah, and, and that goes back to like Ollie criticising the, the romantic comedy aspect of it. And we're saying the humour doesn't work on the whole. We can all agree that most of it doesn't work, even if there one or two. But then it seems problematic that it doesn't even really know what it is then because it's somewhere between a reboot and a, a sequel. It's like it's somewhere between just doing a, a a continuation of a story and doing like another like the Spider-Man thing where it's just like oh yeah we need another Spider-Man and another one all doing the same story but with a different vision and it, it it's somewhere between those but I don't think they know what to do with it.
3: Do you know what it was really missing was those like moments of Star Wars magic you know and those tension and you suspense. know those moments where you there's moments where you get uh like the real goosebumps uh, it, you know force awakens where um what's uh raised planet called again Jakku. Jakku. when they're on Jakku and they're escaping in the millennium falcon and there's that bit where the falcon like comes up does that huge flip and spins around and that and then the chase with the the tie fighters like that like goosebumps star wars moments like all the classic you know lightsaber jewels even in phantom menace the lightsaber fight with Darth Maul, Qui Gon. Yeah, where, where was the lightsaber fight in this one? Was a mate like there was one, and
2: it was against people who had not been introduced. Yeah, it was red people. Where you just like I didn't know they fought. He, but, like, but, 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 but there was no, there was
3: no memorable magic Star Wars moments for
2: me. Just to say, there's more suspense in the trailer for Force Awakens than in this movie.
0: I think there was more wasn't suspense. There? Wasn't there? And, the trailer for Force Awakens is possibly the greatest piece of cinema that's ever been. Ever
4: I cried been. during the trailer for the Force Awakens the <laughs> Dave, last time I saw
0: it. Dave was absolutely dying to get in when you were talking about that lightsaber fight. Yeah, scene. no,
4: I do think the lightsaber fight is actually, like for me, one of the biggest highlights of it. And I think it's because it goes back to the original Star Wars film, so to your point, I guess about like the last Jedi, like the emperor is always surrounded by these Imperial guards and everyone is always going like, they must be like the most badass guys. I just really want on to the side, see them. Remember in yeah. the prequels. Yes. In the, but the prequels are the prequels. We disregard the prequels, but uh, so it's really nice to see them in this film, having a proper battle with these other characters who we kind of know are not like fully fledged Jedi or Sith. So hold on, but,
2: he should be like Kylo Ren, and, and the be. way he's the way he's shown some of his power in the first one. That's what Ollie was saying. Like really intriguing baddie, and there's that his first scene in The Force Awakens is probably one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars. When he's mm-hmm. when he when he, he stops that the laser. stops that bullet or that stops the, yeah. the you know the ray gun and then slaughters the village and you're just like, wow, the village, uh, yeah. amazing. And then it's like he's been trained by Luke. All this stuff again. Uh, Rey has never had any training, and it's like, oh, and people will say, oh, she's it just shows how powerful she is. It renders the whole thing ridiculous when it's like the rest of the thing is like well, years of training in the Jedi arts. Yoda in one of the first ones, I've been training in it for 800 years, still I don't understand. And Rey's just like, oh, yeah, this is quite easy. The sword thing.
4: This is actually a massive bugbear for me, though, about it. And it's about your point about it being like a reboot, but without everything. So she is a Jedi, but they won't call her a Jedi. Kylo Ren is a Sith Lord, but they won't call him a Sith Lord. The Resistance are the rebels, but they're mm. not allowed to be called that. Uh, the First Order are the Empire, but we're not allowed to call them that. Like, it's bizarre, mm. like the way they've just changed a few words and thought, like, ah, no, that's a different story. I agree yeah. with you. There are yeah, a couple, of, there are a couple of
2: very cool bits of how they shoot the fight with the lightsabers, the bit where the lightsaber's thrown, and it, again, it's like, isn't it remotely turned on again, or does he actually catch it that time? No, he catches it oh, and okay. turns it on that time. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Mm. Um, but
4: no, was, I'm with Dave on
1: that. I thought that was the, the highlight of the movie for me visually but it's just it's visually glorious and it's it, and it was exciting i
2: thought in terms of plot though what like then he says join me together we'll roll she's kind of like no and then you have this weird scene with Donald gleason who i think in it is just astoundingly bad i mean he do, he hasn't had the memo that it isn't a christmas pantomime
4: i think we all agree that he's probably the worst thing in the film
2: or ever yeah <laughs> and um and and then he comes in and says like no, the Sith Lord is dead. And then Kylo Ren says something to him and then he's kind of strangling him, but you can't really hear what he's saying. He's like, Sith Lord. I was like, you haven't <laughs> even worked out. You, they, they don't know. The director doesn't know what to do. It's another no, possible no... title for episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> Sith Lord.
3: Oh. Just so incoherent. I was going back to the the. Like the magic Star Wars moments. Uh, oh yeah, you were talking about that one. <laughs> yeah. the, um, when I watched uh, Rogue One, uh, when I was watching that, again, there weren't many like sort of magic Star Wars moments. Like, you didn't have any of the Jedis or the lightsabers or that kind of stuff. But it didn't really matter towards the end. It sort of just all worked really well. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but with The Last Jedi, like that kind of Star Wars film needs those magic Star Wars moments and it just didn't have any for me no memorable ones anyway but well the lightsaber duel was okay um, but it was all over very quickly um, aesthetically it looked really good with all the red but there was a lot of red in the movie more of that yeah
0: the, the, like visually there were some very cool bits like you've mentioned um, when Laura Dern does her kamikaze thing the, all the stuff on the salt planet at
2: the end with the huge red clouds of salt like it looked really cool um but my, my issue is that each of them actually aren't entirely good though still because that one is like Laura Dern I think the character's pointless mm. so it's a really cool visual thing Luke Luke's death I think is actually quite beautifully done in that I don't know what you guys think of the point that he's doing this hologram thing like from somewhere else in the galaxy I've kind of mixed feelings he's, about that but then he's the,
0: snapchatting himself the across he's the galaxy uh, he's,
2: he's sitting there I, not so much that he's hovering that's a bit weird but but That you see those two sons, I think, is really really cool, and I thought that was one of my favourite moments of the film. It's like brings you right back to that the first time you ever see him in New Hope Hmm. with the like sunset of the two things. I thought that was good.
3: One character I haven't mentioned yet, uh, who I actually really liked in The Force Awakens, was Captain Phasma, who in this one is barely in it, and then when she is in it. Completely gets partners. killed off again she's
0: and barely in the Force Awakens either and, and I don't know I felt she had she no, had more screen time she, in no, no 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 she has a lot more in this one she literally had three scenes in the Force Awakens and they were all very short and I came out of that one thinking like okay well presumably she's going to have like quite a big role in the other two movies and unless she's not really dead Just, um, she doesn't and this is actually coming back to what you're saying about like the Porgs being there to sell toys yeah. and happy meals and things like that Th- definitely in the case of Phasma and in some of the other characters and aspects of the movie as well. They are there to be fodder for novels and graphic novels. Yeah, and, and to be are, like a
2: new Boba Fett. Exactly, because like
0: there literally is a novel called Phasma. And like, so they're, they're literally just in the movie so that they can make a whole load of other stuff about it. And in a sense, that's kind of fair enough in that you know, this is why Disney bought them and decided to make the movies. Like the fact that the toys have made way more money, you know, Star Wars toys made way more money over the decades than Star Wars the movies. That is why Disney wanted them,
1: but yeah, it you know, doesn't stop it being frustrating as a as a viewer. And they've got two multi-billion-dollar theme parks, mm. which they built or how many how much money they're spending to build these theme parks, which they're going sure, to want. Sure, but as proven by the Transformers franchise, making money isn't everything in film. No, no, no. And, but i have said that, the, but exactly that though. That there are a lot, there are lots of characters, and I think that's kind of always possibly always been the case i don't know i'm not sure what what it was like you know but by the time return of the jedi came out uh as to t- in terms of like how commercial that w- with with how much of a commercial eye that was made yeah That's true I, I still i'm not
0: sure they could have predicted at that point no what, what it would become but, uh, like, sorry D- dave's desperate to get in here. but
4: i do i i completely agree with this whole thing about phasma because they've made quite a big deal about her before they released both of the films and they'd be like oh yeah you know we've got gwendoline christie and she's a silver stormtrooper. And she has literally done nothing when it comes to like plot and narrative. And, and it just feels like another wasted opportunity. Like, it's another person who could have been a really interesting villain. And I think that's one of the big things about Star Wars. They've always had interesting villains, you know, to offset against the good characters. And in this, you've got Snoke who's killed. You've got Phasma who's seemingly killed It's completely useless. You've got Hux who's a complete blanket. And there's no real is Hux reasoning. Del Toro? No, Hux no. is uh, Dom, Dom Hogley. Oh, okay, but there's okay. no reason why Dom Hogley's... Dom Hux, Dom Hux yeah. would be... <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason why Hux would be second in command because he's completely inept and and, and an absolute yeah. like pantomime villain, as you say. Like, Whereas so it's just the, they're the, just a series of wasted opportunities leading yeah. to Kylo Ren, who's a teenager.
2: Let, let's like if you look at the look at the example of Captain Phasma, which again I know the names are all bad, but like it's it's again pretty pretty poor. Yeah, so look at that character and look at what happens there. So you've got someone so on that point of the baddies aren't bad enough. Um, and, like, Kylo uh, Kylo Ren was really interesting at the start. Phasma is just perpetually useless in Force Awakens, and then in this one, she ends up being defeated by a janitor, which is what Finn was. He was a stormtrooper janitor. Even uh, in a film this expensive or this big, it even has continuity errors. There's a scene where Finn and, um, what's her name? Uh, Rose are about to be executed, right, by Phasma and the others. There's an enormous explosion everyone dies, all of, like, the stormtroopers around, except Finn and Rose, who are just, like, kneeling there. And they kind of get up. They're like, oh, we're okay. And then Phasma comes in from, like, a, a door in the distance. And you're just like, that doesn't even... You haven't even got that right. Just void of any interest. There's that thing where part of her mask comes off, and you're like, oh, it's, yeah. I mean, we know it's Brienne of Tarth, but she's like, you were always a scum it's like paper deep. There's gestures towards things which could have been interesting, but there's absolutely no depth into to to that character. It's again, just filler. It's a whole film of filler. Tony, so you look like you've got something to say.
1: Uh, no, I was just going to move it on, really.
0: <laughs> towards uh, the Chinese takeaway
1: portion yeah, of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's our order? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I think there's... I'm sort of getting knocked... I might knock off half a point after this discussion. I knew discussion. this would happen. I knew because it would happen. I'm, I'm being... Because you didn't like think about assault. it carefully no, enough I think at it's the sp- time. Well, but that's part... You know, well, that's a bit harsh, I think. <laughs> uh, what, what did you think of that? The, the big... You know, the salt pan battle? Well, for me, I'd lost interest by then.
2: Plot-wise, I didn't think it was interesting. The visual of it, again, it's pretty. It's like, it's, oh, it's red when they go over the white sand... But aside from that and the crystal
1: critters wandering about... Felt- I thought visually, actually, the, the, the crystal critters were, were quite straight. They didn't look very good. No. Didn't look very...
4: Okay. I think the whole thing just felt like a scene too far. By that point, yeah. the film yeah. felt like it should have ended.
1: Yeah.
3: Just after that bit, I do like the bit with uh, when um, Ray lifts all the rocks um, yeah. so that they can escape the... Um, whatever they're in. The baddies, yeah. I I, I enjoyed that bit. It was like, but again, to go from being, you know, like having no real Jedi experience to being able to do that just seemed a little bit unbelievable. But the actual moment itself was good.
0: That was the best moment of the film actually for me in terms of just being like, no, in terms of being like narratively satisfying where something that they set up earlier in the movie paid off because during the training thing, she says, and it all just moving rocks around? Mm. And that, I thought was quite well done, but it was like two hours,
2: 35 minutes into the film. Just suddenly thinking of something, doesn't Luke at the end give something to Leia? Like when he's a hologram, that like bracelet thing. So he's a hologram that can give stuff, like that can affect mm-hmm. material matter, right? What did, you, what, <laughs> right. Did you,
3: what did you think of that bit where he brushes his shoulder...
2: Yeah. Oh, there that, that was like a gag, yeah, you mean? a yeah. gag of like how powerful I am. But yeah. It's like you're,
3: yeah, and is Luke and Luke's not historically funny, is he? Either he's not. No, what, you, like you they, mentioned, he's that got whittier. Who the Mark he is. Hamill hates.
0: The, you mentioned that Mark Hamill that. doesn't like what they did with his character All in this the film.
1: Has <laughs> backtrack though on that? Well, it, this it is like. Uh, I, do like do know what, some, Disney have? Yeah, but yeah, well, do you know what it is?
2: It's Andy Murray at the start of his career going, "I play for Scotland. I'm really Scottish," and the entirety of britain being like and all his advisors like you don't want to do that and ever since then he's just like and he has pr- presumably changed it as well but it's a terrible terrible idea so mark hamill has been thoroughly told off for there's many interviews including one where he says um and then says something like oh uh, this isn't being filmed is it where he says it doesn't have to be good it just has to make money
0: i thought that you were gonna say that andy murray had told him off <laughs> you know what it is andy murray has been on the phone um yeah, no, he's said like he, as you say, is now backtracking but has said that he doesn't like what they did with his character and you can understand why, because he it he just isn't the same character. And like again, like that's fine, but just make a different film. Like if you want to change if you want to have characters that aren't the same characters from the original trilogy, we'll make a different, like a brand new trilogy in the Star Wars universe, which obviously they're now doing, or don't have Luke Skywalker in it. I don't know, it just like it doesn't work to take this character who you know the, the fact that he um that the reason Kylo Ren went bad was because you know he'd sensed that Luke that was thinking about work. killing him it makes no sense when Luke is the only person who thinks that there's some good invader like, that's such a key there's, part there's of his nothing character. believable though, yeah. And now he's like, oh, there might be some bad in him, I should probably kill him. Like, it, it's just not the no. same character and that's just very annoying and, again. And, hang on, Dave wants and, to get and, him.
4: And the whole point of The Force Awakens, remember, is that they are trying to find Luke Skywalker to save the day. Yeah, it wasn't worth and it. And they eventually find him this, but a whole film doing it, only for him to milk a manatee, <laughs> yeah, and catch a fish. Just completely change character. And say, don't not go be, in that like, cave. Relately interested. Oh no,
1: but yeah. I, I slightly disagree with that though, because isn't that the whole point that they tried to find him and then he wasn't interested? That's like,
0: but then it surely if so he been on...
1: interested, you guys would be like. Oh, yeah, and he's just been hiding on a rock. Why wouldn't he get involved earlier if he wasn't no, no, interested? No, 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 well, well, I no, agree with Yoda... that, but it
2: makes no, I don't think it makes much sense that he wouldn't be interested. For, well, certainly like... not for as long of the film yeah. as it is. It's the whole film. It's just like, please teach me. And he's like, no, I just want to... Yeah. Go pole vaulting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kermode, in his review of um, episode three, so the last of the prequels, he rants about how it's not plausible. You're not really given... A reason why Anakin actually switches and you aren't I, I hated that at the time I was like okay so Palpatine just goes oh I'll save your wife and he's like okay I'll slaughter all these kids and it doesn't work at all mm. but compared to this one that's almost like a lot of reason <laughs> this one Kylo Ren and Luke and it's just like I'm just gonna kill him in the night because I think he might have been talking to Snoke none of it works like Snoke Snoke's like I I set up that whole thing of you FaceTiming each other across the galaxy but I can't sense that you're like fiddling with my lightsaber next to me none of us I actually hated the prequels I think more than anyone but my brother points out something to me the other day which is that I'll sometimes quote the prequels. Like there are quotable things in some of the prequels. And...
4: You are
2: truly lost. No, no. Okay, so those ones are amazing. <laughs> and uh, when I was in China, we did sometimes say, um, "My allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy," which would get you in trouble. <laughs> You're but, my um, brother, Anakin. No, but like, like some of the, some of the. So it's treason then, and all the, I mean, they're ridiculous things, but they're they're quotables. <laughs> can you remember anything in this, or even in a few years? Can you envisage a single line, with the possible exception of oh, do you mind putting a shirt on that will come from this? Like, the, su- the prequels with Palpatine with... Okay, so basically Palpatine. and they, But they had bits or something <laughs> in them or some plot. This, this, yeah, I, I just didn't get mm. they, they had
3: memorable... Star Wars moments, yeah. like obviously, like the pod the racer scene. Yeah, the yeah. pod
1: race scene is but, the only thing I, I remember. Also, Darth, the the Darth Maul Three. stuff
2: is Palpatine's yeah. progression into the. What are midi chlorians? That yeah, that's thing. bad. Yeah. That, yeah. That's bad.
3: I hate sand. Like, I genuinely yeah. don't remember anything of attack even, of
2: the clones. Okay, so Chris, no. Christopher no. Christopher, <laughs> Christopher, <laughs> Lou, Christopher Lee's character in that is fairly bad, but he's still not as bad as Snoke. He's got some backstory or some intrigue and you like some place in the film like and it's christopher lee snoke is let's call andy circus see what he's up to <laughs> oh.
1: yeah no, I, I actually no i'm going back to snoke taking it on face value the the whole image of snoke and the the way i think i think he's, he's quite a cool character
3: I think he's. I think he's played well. He's in just it now actual... for like
2: ten minutes total of of all of them. Are now dead. Well, that's actually like, something that yeah. what annoyed me about his death was I was like, I actually was quite enjoying yeah. watching yeah. it. You yeah, has... well, that's
4: fair enough. Yeah, that's the annoying thing. He is set up as a really good character and super
2: powerful and dark and
4: exactly. How's this guy taken? You know, the end of the empire and rebuilt this new empire, First Order. Yep. And then they just kill him off. And then he's
2: actually killed and it's genuinely like a knife through butter. It's like, <laughs> that that's how soft he ended up being. It's just like, well, he's gone.
4: I spent that whole scene expecting it right at the end for him to be like, ah, no, because I'm so powerful I can just put myself back together again and find a bigger S- way to kill me.
2: Someone actually said that to me. They said, um, there's a fan theory that that's why he has all the scars um, that actually he's, he's so powerful he can then, he's not actually dead. He's gonna, but imagine if that did happen and in the next one it's like, it's like a sort of Terminator scene where his body parts come together. It's pretty lame. There's isn't also it? there's That'd absolutely
0: cool. no way that that is what they're thinking. Like that, those kind of fan theories, you can make them make sense, but it's definitely wishful thinking. Like it is just because Ryan Johnson took they, over the movie, didn't really like what the direction it was going with Snoke, and thought I could I could do something better. Let's just make it about Kylo Ren. It's but that, like, that, that's
2: something to bring though. This like where do they leave it now? They, they've shown now several times that Ray is basically more powerful than Kylo Ren. Who I thought in the whole film was doing like a Frodo Baggins type thing of like either looking like he's going to throw up or cry, um, and he's like angsty teenage He's good one minute, he's bad. But it's like he's not that threatening or powerful. Snoke's dead. Where do you go? Who who's interesting? Where like, do you we don't go? have Han Solo Chewbacca's on his own becoming that's, vegetarian. He'll probably move to that island. That's actually one that of the
0: things though. I was going to say is that I think the film really suffered, and there's not necessarily anything they could do about this. But compared to The Force Awakens, the film really suffered the absence of Han Solo, of Harrison Ford. Like, when you th- like, I enjoyed The Force Awakens so much. And a lot of that is Harrison Ford. Like, one of the main reasons I loved The Force Awakens was because of the nostalgia. And I got that from Harrison Ford in a way that I didn't really from Mark Hamill, partly because, as I agree with you, his performance wasn't sensational. Um, and the fact that they changed his character so much. I definitely got that nostalgia kick from Han Solo. And he's also... it made It made me realize what a massive part of the original trilogy han solo is like more so than luke Skywalker. like when i was a kid i would have said oh yeah it's all about luke skywalker but actually han solo is the kind of heart and the um the impetus yeah, of I those agree, movies like, isn't
1: he having rewatched watched a new hope not that long ago it, it's astonishing at the start how like han solo they meet han solo he appears and then they're like oh you've got to come with us and risk your life to uh, to take on all this stuff. Take, uh, bearing this in mind, that, he's in, already been introduced, yeah, as, as like someone who doesn't really have any, mo- yeah, he's a bit loose, and he's like, nah, don't really fancy. And they're like, how could you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like how could funny, you yeah. betray us like this? And he's design, like, oh, okay, well, is and it, that's like,
2: it's awful. Is it from the family guy when he's like, um, uh, Luke says, you don't believe in the force, do you? And <laughs> Han Solo's character's like, oh, Han Solo's like, uh, oh, that thing you found out about that four minutes ago. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: Could I pose a Snoke theory? What wow. If, what if... First what theory. if the Snoke we see in that scene where he dies is a hologram like Luke is on the salt planet and that Snoke's not actually dead? It's the... It- it's Dave, the Harry Dave Potter looks,
2: time turner. It's like, you start ruining... It's like, well, is anyone dead? If if Leia can float through space, then when Darth Vader threw the Emperor down that shaft thing, maybe the Emperor's floating about
4: somewhere. Dave looks very
0: in. pained by that. Yeah, sniper. I just hope
4: that he is dead because we, we don't need any of that. Mm. Just, I, what I was thinking about just then, which I was worried about, was what if they now spend the Han Solo film setting up Snoke as the bad guy in that and being like, oh, it's fine because he'll get killed down the line in the last yeah. jedi and mm-hmm. here's the answers to that so like i don't want the answers to that in another standalone film so if the director ron howard or the guys who got fired from that film are listening to this in the edit room <laughs> and that is what you're doing just stop
2: <laughs> um, several people the screening i was at left i don't know if that happened in you know in london there
1: were only five of us and we, we <laughs> you just noticed it out. them yeah which <laughs> Rennick, uh, hang on
0: which screen was it that you were watching that in in jersey was it
3: screen three he said I'm just trying to get it clear. Yeah, been
1: three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, how many yeah. steps? It's, th- it's actually four doors on the left.
3: Adam, Rogue One or the Last Jedi? Rogue One, definitely. Tony, Rogue One or Last Jedi?
1: Uh, Last Jedi, Ooh. only because I can't really remember a huge amount about Rogue One. <laughs> and that when when did it come out? Two years ago. One year ago. You One can't ago. remember anything about anything. Uh, I can only remember thing. I like. Has to make a big impact on me. For me to me, remember it. For me to remember it, like viscerally. Patrick, Rogue, Rogue One won? doesn't do it, didn't do it for me. Massively. Or Last Jedi, it's right?
2: Rogue One a thousand times. Like I, I'm not I, I, a I, massive fan I, of
1: Rogue One. I, I, actually, mean, I thought it was okay,
2: but I take it. Any because day it was of the doing week. Doing something different, and it's therefore in a different. Tony was saying it's difficult to do a Star Wars when you've got so much to play, so many plates spinning, which is true. But it's also difficult to do something completely completely different, a, a side story. I thought Rogue One was quite admirable in how it did that and in, in some ways as a film um, and not relying on the same plot as an old one I thought it was in some ways as good as Force Awakens it at least makes sense like some it's, it's, also it's got, narratively cohesive I, 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 it's got I, memorable
3: did, moments in it like I, the, 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 the the whole scene on the, the really rainy planet yeah uh, the bit at the end with uh, Vader. Um, it, was, it
2: was very dark as well. People love the darkness of Empire yeah. Strikes Back.
3: You
0: made um, me laugh when we watched Rogue One. You won't remember this because you don't remember anything, but it's saying, you know, for those Imperial troops that it must just be like cursing their luck. Like It's a tough it's a real bum deal on,
4: yeah. <laughs> on that rainy
3: planet compared to that tropical one at the end. David? Uh, Rogue One or The Last Jedi? Uh,
4: I, I'd say they're both six out of ten films. They've both got good elements. I don't really love... Rogue One, to be fair, I thought it was quite boring. I thought the whole intro to it was overinflated. Well, I know we're not really reviewing that film, but it's got the great Vader bit. But other than that, I don't find any memorable bits in it. I thought the rainy planet bit was really bad. Like, mm. I really just I lost complete interest in that. I I could strap in for in another anymore. forty minutes. <laughs> the, no, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, but I think I think it's like, it's the same as Last Jedi. Like it, it didn't capture me. Like I didn't really care about the characters. They didn't have the magic. But there were some entertaining, exciting, actiony bits that make it like any other film that's made at the moment. Like The, the Force Awakens was different because it had the magic and the excitement that you were talking about earlier. But I think otherwise. Like, they're not special films. They're just kind of, like, okay. I
2: thought Rogue One was way better acted. And also, you say about the throne room scene, and you just, you said that you did just like that Vader one. That Vader scene is one of the best things in any of the movies, I think. And the only gripe I had with it was that that should have been the only glimpse of Vader. I don't know if you thought that, because you'd already seen him. And I thought if that was the only appearance of him in the film, that would have been just perfect.
4: I completely agree with you, yeah. I, I thought the other bits with him in the film, again, were a bit naff. Mm. So that one... That one bit of Vader is almost like the best bit of Star Wars mm. ever. Yeah. But it's just one bit in that film. Yeah. And it's why, I, I, like with this film, I try to separate out what are good bits and what is absolute toilet. Because if I just focus on the toilet, well, there's a lot of it. It's then, so well shot, that we get, like, Vader I've,
2: bit, where the guy's like, trying to escape through the door, like, panicking and stuff.
0: Do it? you think that if the original trilogy came out today, and we'd never... Like, if A New Hope came out this week, that in this is a universe where there's been no Star Wars up till now... But we are adults watching it for the first time, and it was
2: done with kind of modern, like it, I mean, it it wasn't clear that it was really sort of old looking. Yeah, well, it's
0: the same movie, but just just go with me here. It's a new universe where we don't think that looks really old fashioned, but like it's the same like plot and characters and everything. A, would you like it? And B, would
2: you like it in the way that you know? Would you love it in the way that you do? It's a funny one with Star Wars because you think of yourself as being a Star Wars fan. I think I'm a Star Wars fan. I grew up with them and things, but. <laughs> One of the Star Wars films, out of all of them, is I think a really good film, which is Empire Strikes Back. Like there are there are big problems with all the others. Um and so loads of it generally is sort of nostalgia. And um I think in one of the Kermo things where he's like it's it's kind of in the mind of the fans that it's so brilliant. Um so I, I think if it was made now, I would still like it, but I think it was crucial that people were staggered by like the opening of a new hope when it, when it first came out, like the, the scale of that um, destroyer, destroyer, yeah. star destroyer. Yeah, the star destroyer, like coming into view and, and they'd never seen anything like it. So I think in the world of man versus, um, sorry, a man of steel and transformers and stuff, it is hard to imagine how people would, would react to it.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I think it is pure nostalgia. I, 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 and that's not a problem. But well, I think well, I'm trying to think of how old I was when I first saw New Hope. Probably like six or something. And and, and at, the age, at age six, there you, know, you take everything in. you. <laughs> when think, you're a kid. You're like, yeah, this is, this is a movie. This has got characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. but then, but, <laughs> I love it. But you Tone,
2: even Vader being Luke's father and stuff is like there are good plots there which up till then hadn't been like done like that. Mm. So yeah, no, true. Things, okay, especially. true. And that, that
1: the the and yeah, the whole thing of the force, thing the, the, is, the, the, the yeah.
2: invention of that, all that stuff which you'd get, which had never been done about this sort of, re- well, it is actually a religion, which is boring. But I
3: think if you redid, say, I was to say, rebooted <coughs> A New Hope, um, so with like a modern cast, modern director, with modern like filmmaking techniques, special effects, etc. I think it'd be a really good film. I, I really do.
2: Just one observation is that um and to like dave and tone is that even you two are like just in terms of the rating system of this you've listed like a lot more that you dislike than you like and so how can something get more than five if you do that
4: well i was going to say that i have given my review of it as a film not as a star wars film so i think that as a film as a film it's seven i no, i gave it a six Right. So I gave it a 6. So I think as a film it's a 6, like if it's, if it's
2: more good than bad then. Yeah. That's
4: like your. Well, yeah, because rating. I include everything in the film. So like the cinematography like it's got a degree. The characters like like they are I mean it's on scene was yeah. <laughs> super <superpower. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> film degree uh no so i think like at the end of the film i was like to be fair although i hated a lot of what was in this film or i didn't like a lot of what was in this film overall i enjoyed like most of my time being in the cinema and it was the same with jurassic world like i am a huge jurassic park fan as anyone who listens to this a lot will find out <laughs> I will. Hello. um jurassic world again for me was like a six out of ten because i know that in general, like there's loads of things I hated in it. But most of the time I was entertained and a lot of people have problems with that film and you can completely cut it apart for plot holes. But at the end of the day, like it is entertaining. If you're not massively in star Wars, like y- you and I, Ollie, Adam clearly are Tony less so. And you know, he's given it a higher rating and you can see that because I think as a film, it's, it's, it's actually fine. It's quite really, entertaining. See,
0: uh, that goes back to what I said earlier. I, I'm really surprised with that. Cause I just, I, my main problems with it were as a film like yeah, yeah there are issues with within like the consistency in the Star Wars universe but I just thought as a piece of filmmaking
2: I thought it was terrible and in, I in thought a the, way, the
0: pace was sh- te- like awful this is quite a strange way, yeah, because the story ca- made like, no sense I,
2: I listened to Kermode's review and Kermode really liked it and he's not a Star Wars fan mm. and I genuinely think that he would like it less if he knew Return of the Jedi more so he's actually liking it more by not thinking of it as a Star Wars film. Because no one can watch that and not see that there are entire sections which are just copied, but again, not as good as they But,
4: that's, but that's exactly my point. I think as a Star Wars film, it's not as good. As just a film, it's a 6 out of 10 film.
1: Mm. See, yes, I'm uh, a massive I Star Wars fan, but I, my review comes from... Sorry, I called that wrong.
4: From both... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm talking as a
1: film and as a stars film. I was quite entertained. It's probably like seeing my football team win one nil. It was like, <laughs> it was like I walked out happy and enjoyed. I was so. I enjoyed the 240 minutes. It wasn't a classic. It only happens once a year. Lots of, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. Lots of things annoyed though, me, but
2: I, 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 I just would have thought surely, rating-wise, if you think there's, m-
1: it's maybe that it, thing go. of
2: like, oh, I, I kind of enjoyed it, but like people sort of, it's like saying oh, I kind of enjoy watching like. Friends having that on in the background. So in terms of just the amount that's good and the amount that they've got bad, or got wrong. No, I enjoyed I, it. I struggled to see it still, but anyway, that's just that's just how. Okay, we so like I, it. having the Big Bang Theory on while you. are I enjoyed cooking, it more yeah.
1: than having Friends on in the background. Like I obviously actively watched it, <laughs> and I was excited to go in there. there and so I, many things you, you yeah, know. loads about of it. things. No, loads of things I, I didn't like how at How do all. you get like a four or a five in your in your
2: mind?
0: Then? We are coming towards the end here. quite well, rapidly. I mean, no, because up, I think like, there
1: yeah. are like a four and a five would be like something that's like really shoddy. There's like, like I thought this all was round. shoddy. But like so sloppy. But as we said. And David would agree. I think there were some, there were some visually stunning bits. Uh, there was, you know, it's a, it's a very impressively made thing. So I don't think you can just very quickly aside level, from the
2: silent explosion of Like, what were the other visually stunning? Which bits did you think were well, no, amazing just, the battles? It,
1: but, it, but, it, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a film made by people who are very good at that kind of stuff. So the whole, <coughs> the whole thing is visually pretty. It sounds amazing
3: yeah but that's that's, that's style over substance
0: guys it? we're really coming towards the end here uh, the end of uh, the recorder summing. as well as people's it patience so maybe we should just uh quickly <laughs> summarize what we think have you as your rating moved at all and and what's what's your overall feeling about this movie after all of this discussion about it
1: i mean it, to be fair it's been about five weeks since i watched it four weeks
0: so you can't actually I remember it. anything about uh,
1: it and I'm just trying to think what date it came out on He's trying Come to on. do that thing again <laughs> four weeks and two days no three days because we had chicken on the Tuesday no no <laughs> I watched it on the 16th of December <laughs> so it's not even oh, quite four me. weeks obviously a lot's happened in these four weeks Christmas New Year <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> we were saying, like a one-line oh, yeah. ball- summary
1: of yeah. the uh, boxing day swim didn't we yeah. and then uh, i was up for dinner on the 27th my slight concern about the whole star wars thing at this point though is that it's gonna get a bit marvel-y uh, I think by the time the next or the next m- big film comes out i don't know would we'll be a bit weary of
3: it what is the next big film next big star wars film Absolutely. is that this year yeah. yeah it's like may this summer already
2: then fingers crossed we'll get a captain phasma one as well
1: so yeah, as it, so it's, it's going to become pretty relentless. Hux the early years, how he's <laughs> <laughs> bullied at Eton.
0: General Hux the college years. Um, Patrick, what's your what's your feeling now? Your summary. Keep it brief. Um,
2: I I detested it, and I thought it was even more disappointing than it was bad because of how promising the material in Force Awakens was. I thought the characters that showed some interest lost their interest. I thought it was absolutely full of faff and filler. Um, And there was no suspense. As I said, I think there's more suspense in the trailer of force awakens than in this entire movie. I don't think there are any lines that I'll remember apart from ones that irritated me. Um, And I don't see where they can go with it from now. So I feel that even people who are involved with it were embarrassed to be in it and they should be. And Kermode should be ashamed of himself. (laughs) Wow.
4: Calling out other critics.
3: Ollie, let's come to you.
4: Um,
3: yeah, my opinion hasn't really changed on it throughout this podcast. Like, It's not the worst film ever made, but it was such a disappointment. Uh, I hated... Actually, no, hated is a strong word. I really disliked Jurassic World. And I kind of felt like the same I did when I came out of that. Like, really excited and then just came out just utterly disappointed. And I don't know, it just felt like... With Force Awakens, it like, I don't know, felt like it was made by someone who had a real like love and pas- <laughs> passion for Star Wars and the Star Wars universe. Whereas the Last Jedi, I don't know, just felt like maybe the guy who did it, Ryan Johnson, didn't have that same passion or heart from it. But it was like a really good gig opportunity for him to go from making like cool sci-fi indie action films to making a really big Hollywood blockbuster with a lot of
0: history dave i'm going to come to you and ask you to summarize without mentioning jurassic world because we do not have time for Uh, another discussion okay well
4: i would say overall uh the film is nowhere near as bad as the three prequels it's nowhere near as good as jurassic park (laughs) (laughs) um and i'd say it's probably the joint fifth best star wars film
0: That's going to be your your review of every movie that we do on this podcast.
4: (laughs) My challenge to movie makers everywhere everywhere is make a film better than Jurassic Park. If you can do that, (laughs) I I don't know, I'll buy you a Chinese. (laughs) You'll, You'll die a happy man.
0: Well, yeah, maybe we should just review Jurassic Park on this next episode. Give the people what they want. Uh, yeah, my opinion hasn't really changed either. Is there any point in doing this? Like, we've all just come out with the exact don't same have, opinion. I do have
2: people, were well, tone studies knocked off a half? I'd probably knock mark. off half of my. Yeah, well, based on. God, it's got to so save, it's got to be close to half. 90 minutes marks. of discussion it is well worth it. It's got to be 5.5.
0: Uh, but yeah, no, I, I echo what Ollie said. It, it just. My overriding feeling is one of immense disappointment because I really loved The Force Awakens in a way that you didn't really, Patrick. Like, you, you liked it. But I loved, I've said before, I've never enjoyed a movie more than when I first watched The Force I gave Awakens it a in the really, cinema. I
2: think at the time I gave it a really good rating and I yeah. still do. I, I think there are problems, but but it's it's the missed opportunity of this one and how, yeah. How it's
0: not it. that I think The Force Awakens is the best movie ever made. I just enjoyed it so much because this, of the nostalgia, because of, you know, the fact that it wasn't disappointing, you know, for so many reasons. Um, and then I went into this one thinking that it would be something similar, and I was just so disappointed. I really just thought it
2: didn't work and at the, all. And the test of time thing—can you imagine sitting down to watch this one again in like ten years? Really Whereas don't. the originals, like again, it's nostalgia. But mm. like I, I, I haven't seen them for ages. I'd be keen to watch them. But we've literally got seconds left here, so I've got yeah, true.
0: <laughs> um, all right, well, <laughs> it's explicit. <sorry.
1: laughs> all right, guys. Well, make- thanks
0: a lot. Thanks for coming thanks Adam
1: you're welcome yeah thanks Adam I think you just finish with a, a part of <laughs> 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 that should be the end <laughs>